No more water. Now I'm parched. Got rid of that melon. What's your drip there? Warning, this episode was created with the intent to ruffle some feathers. Cancel us if you would like. Just know that we don't give a fuck. Ah, man. <laughs> life tastes so great right now. Wow. Yeah, life tastes great. <sighs> How's everybody doing today, huh? Amazing. Huh? Phenomenal. Great? You ready? Intro. <laughs> you ready to get into it, guys? Yeah. We have a special yeah. guest here with us. Uh-huh. I'm going to kick it off today. You ready? Let's do it. Kick it. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today Sweet. to get through this thing called pod. Mm. Electric word pod, and it means we have all the tea. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Them ether boys. Mm. I go by the name of Eris the Angel, Eris Targaryen. What's his name? Mr. G-O-H. What that mean? Get him out of here. Get him is one word. Mr. No O's. <laughs> Where'd they go? Also known as oh, 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 Waris. <laughs> all up in her parts. Dark skin Drake. Back. She still call me on my boost mobile. Also known as Kamala Eris. Mr. Still Your Girl. And give it a mind. Oh, wait. Where's she at, man? Not here. She gone. <laughs> also, your favorite number one country singer extraordinaire, Girth Brooks. Mm. And last but certainly, last but certainly not least. Right now. Last but certainly not least, <laughs> Mr. Rain out of names, but it's mm. not for lack of trying. Mm. And right now, I'm going to pass it off to my other half, my soulmate, wow. my brother for life. Brother for life. If, if you didn't know anybody, you would have thought we came out the womb at the same time. Wow. Basically. Take it away. Two heads out of, wow. Okay. Two heads are better than one. Hood. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Oh, all right. two, he- two, he- <laughs> two heads are better than one. And I'm going to pass it off <sighs> to my bro. You know, Take it away, Mate. It's all the same. But not even my names will change because wow, that's a bar. It's Rogue One checking in. It's Mr. Porter, Maddie Ice, Matt, the Stallion, the Great Maspie, Young M.A. Way for it. One take, Jake LeBear, James, the captain of the cool kids, you know, thy names. And on this podcast, always and forever, affectionately known as the crown prince of trying to get us canceled. And newly known as, season twoly known as, the prettiest face in the audio space, Chris Brownskin, Mr. Guns Blazing, Jim Poppy. I only play away games because I don't believe in being sloppy. Mm. This, that mm. Newport, y'all. Why? Aubrey Graham, you're excused from the smoke because it's always and forever going to be fuck Logan and Jake Paul. Yes. Ooh. Say it again. Ooh. And if you ain't trying to say all that, man, then I'm just met, man. <laughs> and I'm going to wow. delegate, 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 delegate. Uh, to the coach. To the coach. Mm. Coach uh-huh. of the year. Mm. Just drafted Dwight Howard for some strange reason. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> he got a separate locker room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Down the bottom. <laughs> Double line times don't ask me out. Take it, that? take it away, black ball. <laughs> one time for the one time. Inhale through your trunks. My lungs is trash. Hold I got asthma. Hold, hold it, hold it right there. Yeah, hold that, hold that, hold that. Whoa. Exhale through your tusk. I don't even know how you can do that. He said, hey, yo, pull me out. That up. <laughs> it is your co-host with the most suavest de Malente. A.K.A. Young Pecorabaco. Young Locorabaco. A.K.A. Coco Noir. Ooh. Dark, bold, and aromatic. Mm. <laughs> A.K.A. Young Pino. Ooh. Young Pino. Fine, divine, aged like wine. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Don Swavy, King of the Wavy. I stay wavy, so I ain't gotta. Get it's Swavy, baby. And delectably known as Yo Rotisserie's favorite dark meat. <laughs> Y'all do know me as the coach. <laughs> coach, I get cuts, no clippers. Coach of the year. Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> and as coach of the year, I'm going to delegate. Rock a doodle. Traveling Trav. Twisted Trav. Traveling Trav. Twisted. Twisted Trav. You know who it is. It's um the kid Troll Troll Trav. Mm. AKA Wesley Pipes, if he never made the league. Word. AKA Phone Major, AKA Lion Popper. Popper. And for this special episode, I'm also known as the Crispy Crunchy Kimchi Crusader. Wow. wow. That, the alliteration. <laughs> wow. And on today's episode, we have some very special guests. Very special guests. Yes, yes, yes. yes One yes. is recurring, and another is making his debut. Okay. One is a big avid Meek Millie fan. Okay. Meek Millie. You might know the other from Do It Now. Okay, you're doing it. Because you, you does it now. <laughs> we are going to have a nice conversation. No interview today. Just, just all about the love, relationships. But before we begin to the topic... Please introduce yourselves, Miss Aaliyah Conlin and Mr. Gray Conlin. Hello, how are y'all? Just kind of did it for We're me. great. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. No, it's Thank a pleasure you for being here. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Thank you. For, yeah. for the listeners that are uh, that are trying to, that are here, and uh, we're on a Zoom call right now, and I'm like trying to like look at you guys in the camera, but also uh, look at the fellows in the back. So I'm just <laughs> Turning back and forth. Don't but worry yeah. about. Don't worry about us. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we got your back. You're, you're doing huge. You're doing huge. But yeah, no. Uh, welcome. Uh, we're very happy to have you guys on this episode. Happy to be on it. Yeah, we're happy to be on. Um, like Travis said, I'm Aaliyah, and this is Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> it's okay, Greg. You can, you can speak. <laughs> he forgot his name. <laughs> That's messing with my guy. I think he knew I was gonna wait to. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be back. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm happy it's, to be a part, man. I wanted to be on for a long time. You know, hey. I was hoping to discuss like Meek or something, but you know, <laughs> hey, he dropped the EP today. Yeah, how, no, how many no, times I, you listen to it? 
like like seven. All right, all right. <laughs> I know I'm tired of <laughs> GTA go crazy. Yeah, GTA go crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, just hard. Uh, I like the last one. Um, I think it's a game. It was different. Yeah, man, talk about it. <laughs> this your bag, Greg. <laughs> I haven't listened to it enough to like form a good opinion on it, but definitely had some different flows and and yeah, I really like think it's a game. Greg is Parks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> bring, bring, bring Greg on a little bit more often, you know? Get a little musical breakdown. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't want to say that I made a song called Pain Away 10 years ago. Go listen to Soundtrack. Ooh, it's but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right, Meek. I love you anyway. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a we'll have a little special call in segment. We'll uh we'll call you up, Greg, and then ask awesome. you. But uh yeah, so as we had uh explained prior to the call that um we had implemented the elephant graveyard as part of the regular ether drops now. And for those that don't know, you know, we always bring someone into the ether graveyard to roast. And before we even get started, Matt, let's do the um <laughs> elephant <laughs> graveyard introduction. <clears throat> Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> It's spooky time. <laughs> Welcome to the Elephant Graveyard. I can't sleep tonight. Where we come to grab a shovel because we about to call Jesus because we just Sorry, why, why are we calling Jesus? Yeah, what, this, or hey, prayer. I mean, he, he got any time minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Going to hell. So um, I'll, I'll uh, just briefly uh, say who we're going to roast it, and then I'll take it to you, Sir Porter. But um, it's yeah. for uh, mm. it's for Drip it's for Drip Bayless, and I'm not talking about Skip Bayless. <laughs> we are talking about Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. 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 So, you know, he had a little little mishap in his uh little... doogie birds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> doogie sideburns. Wait, you all right, fill fill me and the listeners in on what happened. So oh, which one? So all right, so two two things that involved uh the greater state of Philadelphia. I said that right. Don't fact check me. Okay. We're not claiming Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we did win the election for bro Biden, you're welcome. You're welcome. Like, feel free to not Texas. <laughs> but, uh, so about two weeks ago, so so Rudy 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 Bludani has <laughs> has dubbed himself, I guess the uh, the Don John Crusader, and he is which on, is a nasty title, which is a disgusting title. He is on a current crusade, basically campaigning for Trump. With his whole conspiracy theory about you know the election being rigged, uh, and he's basically going from like city to city. Just protesting for Trump, basically. Has he hit the Breakfast Club yet? It's, it's next. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Damn. it's on the Is way. Is it on the rollout? <laughs> so the first, so the first gaffu, which I find hilarious. So wow. he books uh he books an interview. Well, I don't know how Rudy Blaney books his interviews, but uh he schedules one at what he thought was the Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> wow. Is the Holiday Inn? Uh, no, worse What's than that. Day? It basically, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is the four seasons. It's like a, it's like a manure farm. Ooh. It's like a, it's a farm, essentially. <laughs> so he shows up to this place, to, thinking it's the Four Seasons Hotel. When, when the, when the drive started to look a little rural, right. I don't know why he didn't start to get a little red flag. Yeah, a, little, <laughs> a little authentic, a little authentic box. You know well, I mean, when you start seeing like corn stalks, you <laughs> might be like, uh, <laughs> "Are we going the wrong way?" Turn around. Hey. So, so that was one. So, right. but then uh, Rudy Bluani decided to uh, get on the uh, the tele the television, 
mm. and talk out the side of his mouth about how trash Philadelphia is. Wow. wow. What is what is their issue mm. with Philadelphia? Mm. He said that we're a dangerous town where people get beat up at football games. They probably, I mean, they probably said, yo, you strip your shit dripping dickhead. And he didn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he a Cowboys fan? Look, he he just must be. <laughs> he just must They're not gonna um, understand. He just must be. But yeah, but he wow. uh, essentially got on TV and just started bashing Philadelphia, wow. specifically us. Wow. Like no one else. Just Philadelphia. Just Philly. Wow. Just fully. He wow. must be mad about them results. Yeah, right. <laughs> he said it's y'all fault. Salty. 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 How we were celebrating, how we were getting down. He's Man. really salty. First, first Trump, you know, bad things happen in Philadelphia now. Rudy. Mm. Rude man, rude boy, rude boy Giuliani, <laughs> pussy clad man, <laughs> yeah, Bumbuck. Shout out to Chet Hanks, rude boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, real quick, I know like we like roasting him and everything, and he, we bringing him into the the graveyard. But can we bring Meg's album into the graveyard? Too? I haven't listened to it, so I'm that shit is horrible. I haven't listened to it either. Shit is trash. Yo, that body video though. I mean, I ain't get to it, but that video is fire. That album is disgusting. I have not that, listened that, to it, that so video I don't have a disgusting. musical opinion on it. Track 13. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you guys listen to St. John's album? Uh, yeah. We should drag him too. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was a little underwhelmed with that. He you. set the Thank bar you. very high with his first two it's, projects. Then take Greg, more Greg, time. What did you th- how did take you feel about time. St. John's album? You went to the concert with us. I heard most of it. The remixes. It's just kind of like. I felt like a cash grab. Now that he's getting bigger, it's a cash grab. Yeah. 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 I ain't like how he tried to get off high school and Monica Lewinsky remixes as oh, yeah, song, yeah. As yeah. songs. Like, come, come on. on, bro. Remixes songs like six or seven times, you know, and they get I think they get worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need There's roses three times. I, like on, I think what it is. Um it was twice. <laughs> I was I mean, I wasn't surprised that he put the that roses remix because that was just a straight both, both of them now. Yeah. No, no, yeah, literally, yeah. You need both of them. Right. <laughs> the, se- the second or the third song's good. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. I was yeah, literally yeah. just so about to say Switching Sides or Freedom is priceless. There's one really good song. It was Freedom, of- it's Freedom is Priceless, Gray. I was yeah. literally about to say the same yeah. thing. That's yeah. my yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that song is fire. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the uh I like the black and Kalani song, but yeah, everything oh, yeah, else was just, black. yeah, kind of just felt, let me empty my hard drive. Listen, and I will say this, and I usually don't do this. What the fuck, Kanye? <laughs> Yo, oh, he's, he's been like that on the, he's been like that on the no, no, no. Track, listen, listen, just I let me, just, like just, actually, you track. know, this is a moment. We this is a moment. Let him, let him get Word. his take I am, off. I am admitting that my dad needs some help. So I am willing to go into the studio write with him for you. <laughs> and write for you because that wasn't it. Did this you hear his verse on a two chain song? Be quiet. <laughs> this is my first time admitting this. What a verse on the uh, the Brent the Brent fa- 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 okay, we not, we, yeah. First of all, don't take away my moment. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm admitting when he's wrong. Okay. Okay. And that wasn't it. Oh, That's oh, it. Yeah. Well, okay. we I still have love to, you. Uh, we have to uh, mark this moment in ether. Where I, I didn't I didn't diverted the smoke off Aubrey Graham. If you, you, uh, if you guys got a wish that you want to make make it now because in, yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys you guys just witnessed history right now. So I think that's a I think wow. that's a good good way it's, to uh, conclude the uh, elephant graveyard segment. Wow, I didn't yeah, Rudy Budiani, Rudy Rudy Budiani. <laughs> <laughs> Word. 
Rudy, Booty like your Adi. shit don't stink. <laughs> no, nah, that's it. With that that's shit dripping down the side of your face. Booty Booty that's the one. He got the bootleg soul glow. That's the one. <laughs> he got, he got the same shit Carlos Boozer had. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. How he was bald one, one week and then showed up the next. That was even a week. It was the next day. Yeah. <laughs> had a fro and Damn. shit. Like, had a hot top fit. was stenciled in. I mean, he wasn't like canceled more for that Borat shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of swept that under. Yeah, the I agree. I yeah, right. <laughs> that should have been like way more of a cancel after that. Yeah, that was wild. That went right under the rug. They just kind of like had that screenshot. I was like, oh, look what he's doing in this, and then just just nothing happened. They was like, oh yeah, COVID. You really can't believe that nothing <laughs> happened. Come on, man. <laughs> they said, yeah, hey, COVID. Yeah, you know, Rudy, Ru- Rudy Budiani. Yeah, Rudy I mean. Budiani. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but he, he definitely, he definitely should be canceled for that. Yeah, we, we should, we should bring that back up. I mean, nah, he said, fuck Philly. Yo, it's it's fucking right for life, so, though. Yeah. <laughs> he said, fuck Philly. It's fucking I, I, for I'm life. I'm cool forever roasting him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on that train. I'm good with that. But, at least, um, at least twice a week. Yeah. No, I think that. Uh, I think. Oh, and then also, we're in the middle of NBA free agency and. Dwight Howard has officially become the Sixers backup center. Wow. Meh. That's crazy. <laughs> what a what a change of events, right? Can't, can't Wait, what <laughs> Talk about Dwight Booty Howard uh, signed a one year deal Adi. with the uh, Sixers. Oh wow, man. Yeah. Right. So uh it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting locker room to so, say at least. Horford left and then we got yeah, Seth Curry. So geez. Remember remember when he said that he wasn't gay and it was out for the season with a butt injury? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are so getting canceled. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being gay. It's just the irony of that. Hey, uh, for all y'all that was hating last week, I just got the notification that my PS5 is going to ship this week. Ah, wow. <laughs> wow. Shove it in our face. Shove it in our face. Y'all ain't going to see me for the rest of the year. Here come the segue. It's because you're biracial. Ooh. <laughs> so I got certain privileges. All right. Well, in that case... Let's jump into our topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we have are going to talk about the topic of interracial dating. And we're going to go probably to many different uh, avenues, All regarding, avenues. This, regarding this topic. Thanks. And, you know, we thought, why not have our lovely friends, Greg and Aaliyah, to join us for this discussion? And, you know, I think that I think this is going to be a good topic because, you know, it's there's a lot of. A lot of takes, a lot of opinions on the general topic itself. And, you know, I, we all have various opinions in this room. And I think that it's going to be a good and riveting discussion. They said Greg's knowledgeable about Meek. Who's white in that room? Right. Rudy. Aaliyah, aren't you a Patriots fan too? Oh, like, oh yeah. And that true, was the Ether Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be hating on my pads. How you feel about Cam as your quarterback? I love it. Although <laughs> uh, he was about to be canceled for the last three, three weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you gave, you gave him a little uh, a COVID uh, pass a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him that. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they had some good momentum going. That that that's a momentum. He, he he did play well like the first yeah. few games, and then he went out. Oh yeah, yeah, like crushed. Well, you know, he still he he keeps his fits on deck. That's for sure. He he got 
He got the Soviet Union hats on deck. So. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> he, he Russian AF. <laughs> right. But um, so like, wh- where do you guys want to get started on the conversation? Do we want to just, uh, is there anything that we want to address first or, you know, how, how do we, how do we want to approach this? Cause I have, I have a couple questions that are probably like more deeper down the line of the conversation. Word. But um. I guess I guess I'll I'll ask I'll ask you guys uh, uh, to start off. Um, you know, both of you are happily married uh, to you... to each other. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are in a monogamous relationship. Uh, <laughs> but did you guys, you know, ever expect to be in this position? You know, like did was have you always dated um, a certain race, or was it a you know just you what, love who you yeah love. you love who you love? But <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, let's 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 start there. You want to go first? Or want me to go? <laughs> you take a sip. I take a sip. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess for me, I didn't necessarily picture a certain like type of person that I'd be married to, race wise, mm-hmm. and I dated both and been with both, and or I shouldn't say both, a, a couple of different races and. Um, you know, I just think the biggest thing within that, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know where to take this, but no, I did not, <laughs> did not see a certain, just to answer it on a simple level. No, I did not see it going in a certain direction for me. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I came, my parents got like divorced when I was a little older. So I never even thought that I was going to be ever get married. Um, but you know, you meet the right person and you just say, Hey, um, I want to do this. But as far as like the interracial uh, dating goes, you know, I definitely think, um, you know, Ali and I had different college experiences. Um, you know, I went to to Temple in the city, um, felt more, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> not, not that because of that, but just, <laughs> he said, no, 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 he said, wait, 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 wait. my man was ready. He said, you're not going to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You just like you just you you grow up one way. You know, you grow up. I grew up in the suburbs, and then you you have a different look on life. Um, and I think when people are in that age group of eighteen to twenty-two, you just want to discover different things. You get tired of the same old um, what you're supposed to do, how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to date, and you just want to like break down those barriers. And I think Ali and I were cool because we both. This wasn't like our first experience with interracial dating which I actually think really helped us because we kind of like, because sometimes I don't want to say that people have like a phase they go through where like, oh, this is just a phase or like a fantasy, but like we've already like explored it. So we were already both kind of knew we were like past that point where we could just find somebody that we were both um, just in love with, not who they look like, uh, what race they were, but we were able to kind of go through that first. Like we, we both dated uh, in race and, and uh, interracial before we were married. Um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Yeah. Did you get, were you guys uh, worried at all when uh, meeting the parents for the first time, or you know how 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 comfortable were you with the with that first time experience? Um, you know, for me, I mean, my family is extremely accepting. I mean, for I think, you know, I think for me, I personally thought about it probably. M- probably more for myself on like what my family would think than like they actually did think or like really would have have thought or said anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do come from a, a, a strong, 
you know, black family. And, you know, we have, you know, I have a couple of cousins who maybe have, you know, had some interracial relationships, but um, I value that strength and that black love and black community and black family unit that I have. So I wouldn't, didn't want my family to feel like, oh, you know, that I didn't, wasn't valuing that. And, you know, that I wanted to, you know, break that cycle. Um, but, you know, that was kind of just my own feelings towards it and my own thought process behind it, but they love Greg and I knew that they would because, you know, because he's great and, um, yeah, that was. Damn, y'all gonna make me believe in love again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll get you out of that, bro. (laughs) What about you, Greg? Like, for me, I definitely was like, uh, you know, Ali and I, like, you ever see the movie, like, like four Christmases, how they go to like, they do like four Christmases in one day because Ali and I both come from divorced parents. So I was a little more uh, nervous and felt more pressure meeting her dad um, than her mom. But that, I think that's more of like a guy thing. You know, I think guys yeah. always feel a little more pressure meeting a father. Um, so I don't know, did you feel more pressure meeting my mom than my dad, like from like a woman's standpoint? Yeah, or, definitely. Yeah. So definitely. That, yeah, I don't know if that's like a you know, like guy thing, like you always want to like the dad is a little, it can be intimidating and no matter what race, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> facts. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that way. One, one of my uh, good friends from, from college, he has a daughter now. And we always joke that whenever Corinne goes on her first date, she, yeah. <laughs> she, needs, to, she needs to let Mike know uh, two weeks ahead of or two weeks, two to three weeks ahead of time. So we can all fly in and right. reenact the uh, bad boys uh, two scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made love to a man. He said, it's, it's Reggie. It's Reggie. He said, nigga, you look dirty. Who the fuck is Reggie? You know, it's nigga, you look dirty. <laughs> I think that Leah's dad liked me before Leah's mom did, though. Because, like, oh, in really? A, for, for all first interactions, I think, you know, I don't know. I had a good connection with your dad like the first day. Like we instantly like that's <laughs> <get> crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. So in we, a like, good we way. just both like hit it off. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. But I don't know. What do you think? Like, yeah, you think yeah. That's like <laughs> with me now. I think really. Aliyah's mom's really protective over and really just you know didn't want to base it off a first impression. And, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. Word. Uh, guys, what do you what do you guys have? No, nah, I, lo- I love all everything that what you say, and I kind of and Trav, you can kind of speak to this too. Why why is it? that you feel that it's more people that kind of, and from outside looking in, not the people in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like when someone dates someone outside the race, cause I know Trav with you, like the last person I knew you involved with was of a different race that for whatever reason, a lot of spectators on the outside try to connect that with like a form of self hate mm-hmm. that you want to date mm-hmm. outside your race. Why can't it be a situation like with Greg and Alexis, is like they had a connection. They just mm-hmm. both happen to be different races. But I feel like a lot of people is like, oh, like he only dates white girls or she only dates white guys yeah. and stuff like, oh, she must be a self-hating black woman and stuff like that. It's like, no, nah, like, do you, nigga, like do, you, <laughs> right. do you think it's because there are some people that are out here who may say those things like, oh, yeah, I can't mess with y'all black girls no more. I'm going to switch on oh over. yeah there's one thousand oh, percent do you think do you think that there. like triggers there's, the conversation there's definitely a bunch mm-hmm. of bad apples that ruin it for everybody but i feel like they're the minority but i feel like that's the majority of the opinion is if you see an interracial relationship it's like people spending oh he was he wasn't strong enough to be with the black woman yeah it's like maybe why? she's just really cool yeah like, <laughs> or he maybe we vibe <laughs> <laughs> so like for you child like what do you what do you what do y'all or the three of y'all what do y'all because i've never dated outside my race but uh-huh. that wasn't like a 
because I've steered clear right. of other races. Right. It's just the people that I've felt the need to get out the streets for just happen to be black. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think there's a really good point to be made here as well. And, you know, that's environment. So you're yeah, talking to go. Travis and I, who were in all white environments. Right. And not to say that that, you know, is the end all be all in what you end up with, but it definitely plays a part. I mean, when, when you're seeing examples of white relationships in front of you mm-hmm. and uh, 80 to n- like 90% of the, the women or girls, you know, or boys that you go to school with are white, you know, obviously you're going to have, you, you're going to become a certain amount attracted to them because they are, you know, of that's what you're around. you know, you have hormones and you're a kid and you like, <laughs> You know, guys or girls. I'm and- dry humping my khakis. Yo, is that why they're called dickies? Okay, okay. Bring us back in. <laughs> but uh, I was also going to talk Mind about blown. too, um, at least for me personally, uh, familial, uh, familial upbringing. Because um, my my uh, pop up, he married my grandma who was Korean, um, and my mom is actually the only um, sibling who married black. Um, my aunt is married to a white man, and her brothers are married to um, to, um, <clears throat> to white women. Okay. So I grew up in an interracial family. Yeah, me too. So um, I think based on how you're brought up and has, has a major effect on, you know, who you see in a partner as well. Cause you know, there's also families who are deep rooted in, in cult, like, for example, like a- African culture, you know, they, they prefer to stick, like, usually typically to marry within. Right. So I think familial upbringing plays a huge role because, you know, especially if you're close with your parents, like if you've, if you've grown up your whole life and your parents are saying, are like instilling in your brain, Hey, this is what we would prefer for you to marry and bring home. That's always going to be in the back of your head. And, um, but to the self hate, um, question, I think, I think a lot also, you know, to piggyback on what Jordan was saying, you do have, you know, the bad apples that, do make those comments and there is truth behind not i'm trying to hear i forget what the phrase is but i feel like sometimes the minority is the loudest yeah yeah and you know you because especially now in the days of 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 the internet news yeah that too (laughs) but like you'll see you know a clip go viral of like someone in high school asking I've, i think i might have even recently seen it a few months ago of yeah. uh someone asking these these uh black dudes in high school you know yeah i've watched that right video. yeah it's but, cringeworthy but, but it's don't very you feel cringy. like a, a video like that surfaces like once every few months yeah and it, so it, it, it circulates everybody sees it and yeah. it's just like it sets this i'm sorry to cut you off no 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 you're good but it just it just sets this precedent that you know only like black men's weakness is white women, you know. It's oh, like, man. nah, I, you know, I, I think love is, is love, yeah. <laughs> right? And which, I, which doesn't exist. And I'd be very curious kid. to see the unedited version of that video. Like, don't show me the cuts of the black guys that yeah. say, "Oh yeah, white girls." Yeah, like, yeah. Show me the full day but that that's, you did. But that's right. the that's the that's the that's the message that they try to try so to portray. So then, when you have so 
um, just like, you know, you guys, I grew up, my parents divorced when I was 10 and my father remarried and I have a beautiful stepmother who happens to be white. And, you know, she's, she's amazing. But I did growing up because we grew up, you know, in uh, South Philly or whatever. I did used to see the looks that they would get, like when they walk down the street and mm -hmm. people looking, you know, people looking at my dad crazy or people looking at my stepmom crazy. And I'd be like, this is, a, this is intense. Like if you <laughs> yeah. knew them, then you would know why that relationship works. Right. Like if you knew them as person, like people, you would know that, all right, he's a nerd and she's a nerd and that's why it works. <laughs> like yeah. it's not really like a self-hate thing. It's kind of like a, just two nerds getting together being Nerd, happy nerding it up <laughs> but walking down the street it'd be like weird because people would just look at like my dad and be like oh this self-hating people looking at my stepmom like blackhawks <laughs> <laughs> so what do y'all say what do y'all say to to people who like who might call you a sellout for dating outside of your race and i guess like switching sides quote unquote um like how would you approach that if someone were to say nah you're dating a white a white woman so i'll i'll drop some like a little little white knowledge but i'll, I'll let a little <laughs> white knowledge hey yo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean well i've heard i've never nobody has ever said anything to me they never Negative. were. <laughs> right. People have only ever asked me questions. You know, like some of my black girlfriends have just asked me questions, kind of like similar to what you were doing right now. Um, but nobody has ever spoke illy of me being with Greg. I'm very fortunate to have very supportive family and friends in my corner that nobody has ever spoke illy about it. Um, you know, I mean. I think that, you know, to Jordan's point, like you said, like you have, you know, a nerd and a nerd who get together, you have people who like each other, they get together. Um, you know, I think that that's very valid, you know, but, you know, race does to a certain extent play a part in, in, in interracial couple, interracial um, relationships, marriages, couples. Um, and I think to neglect that is, the, is a disservice in the same sense of like neglecting of saying, I don't see color. You know what, you know, that idea of like, I don't see color. Well, it's like, no, I, I, you do see color, like, you know, and see the beauty in it. Right. And when you see me, see my color, don't say, oh, I don't see color. Or, you know, why are you, you know, switching or, you know, whatnot, but, um, you know, and then try to find, find the beauty in it. Why is this, you know, something that is great because we are interracial or, you know, in addition to why we're compatible. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would just kind of respond, I guess, with, you know, grace and, a, you know, <laughs> and then keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm very fortunate that I have not had to do that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, so what I was talking about, like with, with, with uh, the selling out, I think a lot of white people already did sell out because it's kind of complicated. You know, I think sometimes we look at the world like black and white, but you know, my dad was a hundred percent Irish, right? He married a woman who was immigrants. Right. And this is where it gets like complicated. So my dad, you know, coming from Ireland, you know, Ireland was very like, you know, Britain had a lot to do with Ireland. A lot of people left Britain because 
left Ireland because the potato famine, right? So Irish people, I'm sure my dad's grandfather would have wanted him to marry an Irish girl, but he married a Lebanese and a German girl. Um, you know, and I'm sure her dad would have wanted her to meet, marry an all Lebanese guy. And then her mom would want her to marry an all German guy. So I think like white people were already so, yeah, like white is white, but there's, if you break it down, like we, we come from somewhere, you know, some of us weren't always here. You know, some of us came from Ireland escaping. Well, none of y'all were here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to a queen. Talk to a queen. <laughs> but we have a certain privilege where, where we can mix our ethnicities and date outside of our ethnicities. And it, it gets complicated. I don't know if that, if, uh, if you're like, but like there are some white people that are still really like to stick with their, like, like I think Greek people really like to stay Greek. Uh, Jewish people, they don't, they, they are very strict. You know, Jewish families Back, are very strict. No comment. No, I can speak on it. I'm Jewish. There's still a lot of pressure in certain, in certain white cultures. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you if you break down white, it can get complicated. But if there are certain white cultures that are much more, like they want to stay, people to stay with their ethnicity. But I was very lucky to grow up in a family that was very open to everything. Um, and my parents always taught me to to see people for who they are and stuff. So I don't know. That was kind of I don't know if that made any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you roll, you rolling? Like, anything at all? No, you're good. Like, I, I'm. I'm open book. <laughs> the one thing that uh, I want to ask everybody, and, and and I feel like this question may not exactly um, pertain to the topic of interracial dating, it just kind of to dating as a whole. Ain't but, Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. No, there you go. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, uh, <laughs> we just go, we just go continue. Um, <laughs> but I guess, I guess, well, why do you guys think that? Um, outside parties get like so so passionate and so annoyed and angry when it comes to other relationships that that doesn't concern them at all like you know we hear the takes that they have but oh why would she be with him or like well why are they together and just kind of like well what is it what does it matter to you like why do you think people like have that that mindset when it comes to to just get involved yeah yeah there's a double standard in this conversation that we should address. What's go, ahead. go ahead, Crown Prince. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Go ahead, Crown Prince of trying to get us canceled. Uh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> we've, uh, we've touched on this in this podcast a little bit, but it was kind of in relationship to another topic where uh, we said in, in the Black community, Black men are often killed Ooh. for dating outside the race, particularly if it's a white woman. Ooh. But if a white woman, I'm sorry, for but if a black woman dates a white man, she That's found her happiness. Ooh, crazy. And the there's so there's support there. Right. Whereas like, oh, I wasn't getting treated right by a black men. I went to a white man, got treated right bet. Yeah. Um, but men aren't afford black men aren't afforded the benefit of the doubt. Ooh. When it goes the other way. So you're saying that there's more of like a, a stigma or like a like like black men just get a scarlet letter for get dating. dragged for it yes more yes also particularly could, on social I, media i could agree with that well we have a a black female on this call so what do you what do you think about um about that the about range <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i just i think that generalizations are just bad in general 
Um, you know, and I agree with Matt. I do think that historically that we do see that, you know, where it's, you know, more of an issue when it's a black male. I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, right. you know, I can only assume that it's a, because maybe because there's a lot more relationships that are black male and white female. So it just feels like, even though it's maybe out of the norm, it still just feels like another stereo, you know, like a stereotype or typical, um, you know, relationship in that way. And we're, we're just now getting into seeing much more black women with white men. So, you know, and who's to say that in a couple of years, it won't be the other way around you know, or that's going to start to be, cause I, you know, I've kind of started to hear that conversation, yeah, you know, like yeah. black women, like what's going on here? Why aren't you guys go, you know, mm-hmm. maybe more white me- or black men. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can only think that it's because, you know, I mean, historically, you know, black men have just in general have just, I feel like had a bad rap, you know, because, you know, of systemic racism, you know, and the way that it affects the black male and then the black households, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, being wrongfully put in jail or, you know, wrongfully murdered and, you know, just this family unit of like a, you know, black female raising kids on her own. And, you know, I think that there's still so much hurt in that. So then when you see a black male who's more than capable of being with a woman and not in jail and not in, you know, having these all these other things going on it's like oh well why aren't you you know helping to bring this you know back full circle or why aren't you helping this you know problem that we have so but i don't that was actually a bar that was a bar (laughs) that was a bar let's live there for a second that was (laughs) that was a bar (laughs) yeah i mean i i i I just but you know and it's a shame i i i it's a shame you know and and i even unconscious bias within me sometimes i'll look at at a black male and I'm, I'm dated to a white man. And sometimes I'll look at a black man and a white, <laughs> white woman and yeah. negative, but it's just like, Oh, he's, you know, you know, unconscious bias. Everyone's ass for a white girl. But- <laughs> I think, I think you're caught up. Man. Ruined it for all of us. <laughs> if you look at people have died, you know, you're not, not just being roasted on social media. People have been murdered um, for this. And it's, it's something that, you know, we appreciate the people that were before us that pushed to this point because, you know, it's it's a pretty dark topic if you look into it. Like, I mean, it's not, Lee and I have a certain privilege that, you know, my parents' generations didn't have, um, mm. their parents' generation didn't have, like where we have a choice. Like, you know, I think there was a while where there wasn't even a choice Fam, it's uh, only like, been like within about, the last 50 years. I was years. about to say, oh, like, like the 60s, this was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Since it's been legal. I'll, be, I'll like, be honest with you. Like crazy. the only time that we've ever really, really been affected by this is when we went down to South Carolina. Um, the Carolinas. With the Hilton Head. And it was like, it was different. We, that's where yeah. I was noticing more of the looks. That's where it was like, oh, man. We had man, an incident yeah, down there. Yeah, we had an incident, you know, yeah. so. Mm, what happened? We're here, like you know, we live in a we live on a nice street. Spill the tea. Spill, spill the tea. About things differently, <laughs> you know. I definitely thinking about things that, you know, as far as like, uh, um, he said nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just think about things differently. Um, yeah. 
like I want to uh, keep uh, Leah safe and I just want to be, you know, I want to be like an ally and like, you know, I feel like, um, you know, what Aaliyah was saying about looking at other people, like sometimes I look at other people too, like, it's just, we all have our, our biases, you know, like, you know, look at this goofy white guy, you know, like, you know, like you look at somebody else, like I'm, I'm the goofy white guy, but you know, when you look at somebody else, you know, you think like this, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's rough. It's really rough. You know, I have it rough, not because I date white women. Because people think, no, I'm serious. People think that I have like this hatred for like dark skinned women. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know either. And I've dated like dark skinned women. That kind of goes to like what Trav was saying is like, I don't get why we shun preference. Yeah. even if you did, even if you don't, but my thing, I know is, you, and I know I you don't, don't have the preference. Don't but even if you force me to have, but, the preference. but even if you did, why is that an issue? That comes back to a like, like Alea was saying, like a genetic thing. We have hormones. We're all gross. Like I see something, <laughs> I like something. Like, and if it's of a see certain, hump yeah, see some hump something. If it's of a certain skin complexion, <laughs> why, why is that like shunned upon? Nah, I just, I just hate that, uh, that mindset where I, as a black male can't just you know date whoever i like i I think i I think i'm i think i'm part sapiosexual so jordan let me ask you this how much do you care about what other people like think of you like like are you able to separate that more than i should but you know what it is is it's it's typically from women who find who find me attractive right so i'll have a conversation with a girl and say me and her the same skin complexion just based off of her meeting me, she'll say, oh, you only like light-skinned girls or you only like foreign girls. Or, you only like this type of girl. I'm like, I'm talking to you. Like, I'm <laughs> right. trying to get to know you. But this is a reoccurring thing that has happened, you know, in the last couple of years where I'll talk to somebody or even somebody who I've talked to or dated before. And they'll be like, oh, you know, don't worry about Jordan. He only likes. Yeah, but that I, I can agree with that because once someone starts thinking that way, they don't they think that way about you so it's like is, is it that dark screen girls aren't interested in you or they think that you're not interested in them and it gets really complicated i don't know if that if that hit no it does it, it hits right in the feels because that's your that's your clavicle bone, yeah i mean no but my feels is in my clavicle. <laughs> my, and the, my and, feelings are in my collarbone and the listeners can't see it matt stop <laughs> trying to expose me but no it's it's a real thing where it's like you know i'm i'm a real i'm a person who i really I'm more about personality, character. How do you think? How does your brain move? Like that's mm. that's really yeah. where I'm at. And then the physical, you know, of course, you know, everybody has that, but I'm not a person that's like, oh, she has to be of this complexion, has mm. to be this height, has to be yeah. no, I'm really it's really about a connection. And I, you know, and and it just so happens to be my label isn't, oh, he only dates white women. It's like this particular label. I'm like, damn, don't try to for something on me that I yeah you know, and I, I, I noticed that like a lot of other people like the outsiders want to put a label on you but once that label's on you it's like that everybody what, starts thinking that yeah 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 and it's like whoa relax and, and, and kind of like what Greg was saying and then it chases off the women that feel shunned leaving you to only date yeah, yeah. the ones that they're accusing you of dating there you exactly go. yeah no I, I totally can see that there you go Mm, we so, goals, so anybody so all the women that are listening <laughs> we love you we love, all, we love all of you <laughs> love all of you come on stop playing 
girl. But I think that goes girl, back girl. to stereotypes too, like Jordan and, you know, and everything. And the other points too that people are bringing up is like, you know, you saying that you like, you know, you care about like a deeper thinker and more intellectual, you know, maybe people stereotype that as a light skinned girl. Right. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, Ooh. and, you know, people you know, oh, he, she talks white. It, like she, she's, she's a black girl that talks white. Oh, she clearly only likes white guys. Cause right. she's, you know, you know, and I feel like that goes back into these boxes and these labels that we create for each other, you know, and, and there's no time and a place, you know, for identities and, you know, likes and dislikes and things like that. But I feel like they can become kind of toxic. I know everybody like hates that word right now, but <laughs> kind of toxic, <laughs> um, you know, because like you said, it, it just creates that kind of, you know, box that you can't break. Right. And uh, I think in, I think in general too, like you're, you're, you're hindering yourself because if you have such a rigid way of thinking and like, you have like i i get it we all have our preferences we all have certain things that we look for in a partner but i feel like the people that specifically operate on a list uh, mm. or like mm -hmm. oh do they check off this box or whatever yeah. you are just essentially like you're you're boxing yourself in because oh, yeah. totally because you know you're going to then start it, it it opens up the the more opportunities for you to find what's wrong within a person. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because you, you know, if they don't, if they don't have this certain trait, they don't have this uh, certain aspect about them. All right. Well, that must mean they're not from me. Uh, I don't know. You're, yeah. You're, but I, I, yeah, I think, I think you're on something and it leaves you vulnerable. Cause I think everybody wears a mask and mm. a lot of people fall for the mask. They don't feel Over. free. You Ooh, double entendre, Gray. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lesson that, that Rona tried to teach us. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's what COVID is. Rudy, <laughs> you got to give people a chance. You can't, if, if yeah. no one's going to check all your boxes the first night you meet them. And if they do, they're probably no. a psychopath and they know what you're, <laughs> they know what you're looking for. And they're like, right. stalking you for months. If I had yeah. gone off my, all my boxes, Greg and I would not be sitting here together. Because <laughs> 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 how are you going to find everything out? With no, 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 no. I mean that in the best ways. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know what you you know, sometimes you don't know what you really need. You know, right. I feel like I used to date guys who were very outgoing and similar to my, my like eccentric wavelength and like would pipe up my ego with me, you know? And it's like, I needed somebody to ground my ego. <laughs> like, I need, like, I need, you know, like I needed some, you know, I needed somebody who was like, you need to do yoga today because you are too, like, this is like, your mentality is not where it needs to be. Like, you need, like, you need to do yoga today and do some juicing with me. And I'm like, okay, man, like, all right. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's just a joke. But really, I mean, sometimes you don't, you don't realize what you really, um, really need and are missing mm -hmm. um, you uh you bring up a good point Aaliyah because that's what I was going to say I feel like a lot of people are constantly going for what they want versus what they yeah. need yeah oh totally. that's, that's so good. always going to run into the issue of well you got what you wanted 
but you know when are you going to get what you need and mm-hmm. if you keep chasing what you want you'll never have what you need see i and- i gotta stop chasing what would they say uh never trust a big button a smile yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta i gotta switch it up what was that one song? little booties matter too bro little booties <laughs> matter too <laughs> they do i mean little booties medium booties rectangular booties rectangular obviously booties. i'm not no, not the rectangle you say booties in the eye of the concave booties convex booties i'll be like dishonest if like we can say this is like easy you know we definitely definitely can be hard sometimes oh it's very hard yeah you know like marriage and not even just interracial marriage, but like marriage, it, 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 it's, it's tough. There's a lot of behind the scenes uh, stuff that goes on and there's a lot of, uh, you know, progress and there's a lot of backwards uh, stuff too, so. You are really trying to make me believe in love again. It's really, <laughs> it's sickening, is this, stop it. Is this such a therapy you, session bro. for you, Jordan? <laughs> All the it's fields. Our couple's interracial therapy. Right, all right. Have have you two like prepped for like conversations that you may or may not feel will be vital to have with your children one day? Having parents of mixed gender, not gender, whoa, race or, or gender <laughs> or gender. Yeah, I mean, that's how you give it. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely yeah, we've talked about it. I think that it's going to be tough for me because I think my kids are going to go through things that I've never gone through. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to be much more observant and like learning through him. You know, I think Aaliyah will be able to relate. Oh, he said it's a boy. He said, I'm not hearing call He said, it's a boy. My son, you know, that's my no son. <laughs> yeah. We, we started watching, it like, in the beginning of quarantine, we were watching Mixed-ish. Um, yeah, we like Mixed-ish. Yeah, we were watching Black AF, and then we were watching Mixed-ish. Um, and we started having kind of some of these conversations. And, you know, especially this summer, conversations came up a lot, you know, with a lot of, you know, the shootings that we saw or the murders ultimately that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we, we really, you really had a really good point when you kind of talked about, you know, Greg kind of brought up this idea of like a mixed kid kind of as a bridge, um, you know. Well, we were at that rally and that one girl said that she was the bridge, like she was a mixed girl and she said that she yes. could be the bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, I, you know, to a certain extent mixed or interracial couples are kind of the bridge, can be a bridge, um, you know, but mixed kids really, yeah. you know, can really be a bridge and a changing heart on both sides, um, you know, of races. But I mean, you know, yeah, we, we, you know, we are gonna have a different identity ultimately than our kid is. So mm-hmm. we can try to prep for it. Um, you know, but they're going to go through things, even as the world evolves, like they're going to go through things that neither one of us, you know, have gone through because they are mixed and we are both of a single race. Yeah. Um, so, you know, quote unquote, single race, but, um, yeah, you know, I, we, we have started to kind of talk about that a little bit more, uh, but it's, it's tough because it's like, what do you, what do you say? What do you say? You know, we both yeah. value, you know, we we just want them to know ultimately that they don't have to choose, you know, and mixed dish mm-hmm. kind of brings that up. Um, and it's like, you know, you don't have to choose, you know, it's not like you have to label yourself black. You don't have to label yourself white. You don't have to just decide I'm going to sit with, I'm going to be only friends with the black kids. I'm only going to be friends with the white kids. Um, you know, you, you can be and 
do as you please, as long as you're not being disrespectful. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I think that's, that's very optimistic, but like what we were talking about, like with Jordan, like earlier, like sometimes the world chooses for you. So it's like, yeah. you want to feel like you have choice, but if someone's putting you in a box, it's hard to break out of that. If like other people are looking at you through their eyes. Right. So yeah, we're definitely trying to teach our kid to be more balanced. Yeah. But just like to be able to not necessarily think about like, was it you, like, you know, like classic mom lesson, like you don't give far following the crowd. So just try right. to like give a kid like, but I don't know, like, like, I don't know what even the statistics are of like, of like inner of, of mixed children or like how many there are or mulattoes are up right now. Yeah. But, wasn't there like a stat or somewhere like that event? I forget we'll what all be biracial. What year right. they said at it's, it's not far. Yeah. I mean, there right. definitely there definitely I mean, was a president. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, Oscar, you know, Oscar Travis. Yeah, yeah. We were at like a party one time and Oscar was like drinking. He's like, he was so funny. He was like, you know what the cure for racism is? Like, you know, everybody just gotta start like making babies together. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Dude? <laughs> go go for from multiply. I was like, dude, you're you're hilarious. And the then answer think, is sex. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think too, I mean, sex uh, and yes are three little words. To kind of like what we said earlier is, you know, the environment in which you raise your kids in is going to be very important because, totally. um, you know, you like what school you send them to, you know, what um, extracurricular activities you have them involved with. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to be to what Aaliyah was saying, if they're going to be around a certain kind of people their whole life, yeah, and those people are telling them certain things, mm-hmm. especially if it's at a young age where young kids really like their brains are molded by what is mm-hmm. is taught to them at that early age. Then that's gonna you know really you know affect them. So those are those those are other factors that you have to come into play because you know you you like you guys were saying you want them to be balanced, you want them to be cultured, you want them to be knowledgeable. Yeah, you don't respectful. You don't, yeah, exactly. And you wouldn't want them to like eventually you know when they get older, they go off to college or, you know, they're living on their own, whatever, and they meet someone or they meet just people in general and they say certain things that are looking like, wait, wait, where did you, like, where'd you grow up from? Like, do you ever meet people where they say certain things and like, and we can, you know, specifically black people, they, they, if a guy says, I'm like, where'd where'd you grow up again? (laughs) Right. Cause like sometimes, where was that? Where was that one clown that I, (laughs) That Phoenixville, Phoenixville, oh, Phoenixville God. ass oh, nigga. Oh, that was a weird. That is a weird place. <laughs> wow. That is yeah. a weird. Place. That was a great night. <laughs> great night. Um, great night. But no, you're right. You're right as far as like environment and how you grow up and mm-hmm. and that that definitely comes into play. And like I like we talked about before. Like I went to high school with y'all, so I kind of experienced both sides. Where you know I went to school in Philly and did all that, and then I came out there and joined y'all, and I was like, wow, it's it's weird out here too. <laughs> 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 and you know it is I, I was I was blessed enough to see things from uh both sides and mm-hmm. and have that culture and have that balance of respect from you know experience from from all different types of cultures and right. races and everything like that so I, I really appreciate my parents for instilling that into me and I'm glad that you guys made that comment just now saying that you guys want to do that to your kids because I feel like that's that's really a big thing that's missing is like I personally don't care who you date. Uh-huh. That doesn't bother me. But when you go outside of your race, just be mindful of the things that you say about your own race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't go outside. Don't date outside your race and be like, oh, 
these black girls and these mm-hmm. black guys or whatever the case may right. be. It's like, don't do that. Cause right, this yeah. is still home. This is still, you know, mm-hmm. this is still a, a big part of who you are. You can't rub this shit off. I mean, I know a lot of people try to, but it's, right. it's a big part of who you are. And, and like Greg was saying earlier, like people kind of already have made up in their minds who you are. Even if you do whiten your skin, lighten it up and everything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. nah, nigga, we still know you black. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what are you, what are you checking off in the SATs? You ain't, you ain't right. Like, <laughs> lighter. Uh, <laughs> other, yeah. other. 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 Beach. Beach. But it's just, it's really, it's, oh shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it really, it really, it really just comes down to a level of um, respect for where you come from and knowing your history, 100%. you know, from all cultures and races. Mm-hmm. So, Thank you. And I want to ask you guys too, when, um, cause you guys were talking about, you know, just everything that's happening in the world, because I've, I've seen, I've seen people say this and, um, you know, I was curious what you guys think of why people have this take and, and what is like the root cause of it. But, you know, I've seen, um, some people say that like, if someone who's black and is speaking, um, up and, in support of you know just social issues in general advocating for um for for black people and you know i've seen people either say like oh he or she is married to a white person and they and they told and then uh, in that moment they, they, they discredit they, them yeah they discredit their opinion or like you know they'll someone will be in the forefront and they they look at them as a figure that is really advocating for black rights, and then they see a picture that pops up. Oh wait, they're married to a white person. Yeah. Oh, and then and then they and then they then don't look at them the same. So, what are your guys' thoughts on on as far as like that line of thinking, and you know why people think that way, and you know where my, it come from? My initial thought is. You better relax for Dr. Umar come get you. <laughs> I don't know. That's for Africans. <laughs> Dr. Umar wife white dog. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but you was getting ready to say something? I was gonna say, but it's like Jordan just said, like, I don't understand like what the logic is because like you can't rub that shit off. Like you, <laughs> right. like you say, like your color is your color. Yeah. Like so it's like even if your significant other is of a different race, like I don't understand how that takes away from your pride for who you are. Yeah. It's like, I'm an individual before I'm anything else. They tried to do that with uh Kamala Harris. Like the day mm. after, you know, Joe won, cause Joe did win. <laughs> yeah. Like like sure. pictures of, How pictures many of times her husband came up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's won like three times now. Right. <laughs> yeah, like pictures of, her, pictures of her husband came up and like people started going in. Like, oh, like, how you trying to stand up for the black community? You married to a white Jewish man. And it's like, mm. how are the things related? Mm. <laughs> hey. Right. How are the things related? Like who she goes to sleep with don't affect what she does when she's awake. I mean, but I would I would are you right? It could, but I would say there's there's no evidence to that. Right, right for her. Right. right. It's just like right. allow the people to hang themselves, but it's just like yeah, right. if I'm just if but like Trav was saying, if my depiction of you was always one way and then I found out that your spouse is a different color, why am I that? fucking egregious to think that you're different now right yeah. like oh what man i thought you <laughs> <Yeah>. was bro <laughs> like, yeah. like nothing changed like at all and yeah, is it really wild to think that like wrong. that person of the opposite race is actually on your team right wow right yeah like something about your race led you led them to that person <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm like, saying you would like, imagine <sighs> oh, no. yeah 
people then, are dumb. People are dumb. What, what do you guys <laughs> say? Because I know Aaliyah, you like you know we're involved with do it now. You know I'm sure you know like I'm, I'm if that thought has ever crossed your mind. Yeah, no, people, I know. I was yeah. just I was just gonna say that I was letting you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I I feel like that definitely has crossed my mind a lot with do it now. Um, you know, as a personal insecurity a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is something that people have to think about because, you know, is it that people are actually like saying these things and, and making you feel this way? Or is it that you're at your own personal insecurities are showing up in your kind of like exasperating that feeling within yourself? Mm -hmm. um, you know, no, once again, nobody has said anything to me like that with, in regards to do it now. Um, but I'm sure people have felt that way. Right. You know, people who didn't know me um, or Greg or, or you, or, you know, whoever, or, you know, and, and see, you know, some people could feel that way simply just because there are white people on the committee, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, you know, my, without getting too deep in it, but, you know, my biggest thing with social, um, justice and social justice initiatives and allies are, you know, we have to stop thinking that we have to do everything by ourselves you know, because change doesn't come from us working alone. It comes from us unifying and working together and collaborating. So the more that we feel like we have to be in this fight by ourselves, yes, we need, we, we should be strong, you know, black leads and black, you know, figures. Mm -hmm. um, but strong doesn't mean alone and strong doesn't mean singular. And we need to really embrace those allies of different colors who are fighting with us. Because when you look at all these all these movements, you know, even the LGBTQA community, you know, you have this one identity, but it's made up of all different types of LGBTQA identifying people. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't just the lesbians who got it done or the gays who got it done or, you know, the trans who got it, you know, and, and they're still fighting for rights, but you know, they're working together under this umbrella of LGBTQA and, you know, although it's an umbrella of, you know, the Black community, you know, having those allies underneath to help us support and lift us up is is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were going to say something. But... Yeah, that was really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, had some, I definitely had some, I don't want to get off topic. This is a good topic. Yeah. I, I definitely have some questions. Uh, you know, for you guys. Oh, I like that. This yeah. is the first. This is the first. <laughs> is so, it the first? Uh, you know, no, this is the first. <laughs> I think about a lot. You know, when I do have, we do have a kid. Uh, environment is everything, right? So I got to think about that more. Um, sometimes I feel like even living where we live in Pennsylvania <laughs> is not always the best environment. You know, mm -hmm. where Aaliyah's from is like right not is it isn't PG but right near PG County. No, so PG County. Aaliyah's used to a lot of uh you oh, know she not from New England? No, she she lives in New England. <laughs> <laughs> not from New England. Born in like PG County, Maryland, which is if you guys have never been there, it's a very, very affluent I think it's the it's the wealthiest African American community in, in the country. So there is, you know, what like i mean like the majority being white in that county you're the minority but it's also but it's a, like a suburb something I that mean, would be totally yeah. fine for me to be in that situation but 
here's what I want to ask you, Travis and and uh, Stefan, going to like North Penn. Did you and feel Jordan like there were, in, you know, Jordan had both oh, aspects. You know, <laughs> you feel like there are any benefits of being a minority in school, not in the real world, but just in a school setting. So like positives, like in, in this area, because I, oh, I like this yeah. area, but I don't want to raise a kid in this area, area per se. So you guys grew up kind of close to this area. Did you feel like there were any advantages, any benefits, anything that you felt helped being the minority in the situation? This is triggering. This environment is everything to me. And I just want to know you guys grew up in this environment and you both are very successful. Um, you know, and is that I'm sure that has a lot to do with your character, but I just wanted to ask you that question. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think if there was like any, as far as like being like specifically a minority within, um, the, the community, because I mean, I, because I feel like, you know, the, the community that we, that I, I grew up in was in, in general was advantageous. So like, um, because I was, if anything, I was going to say, uh, being the minority has, as I grown up, I, it's made me realize the little intricacies and subtle racist things that were mm. said mm. as I grew up, um, mm. that I was able to now recognize as, as, oh, that's, that's racist as hell. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> facts. So like, um. I'll, I'll start off with that because I still need some time to think of as far as like any advantages that I had. Um, I mean, like maybe just resources in general, but like just from, yeah, yeah. from being the minority. Yeah. I feel like I was, we were able to pick up on the uh, little look, light bulb ready to keep you. No, I mean, it the it's, it's definitely light chopping at the bit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was just small. I was just going to say uh, there's a difference uh in going back and forth in 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 between worlds where you know you're always gonna have it's what what they say is uh six in one hand half a dozen another it's like you're gonna experience something in this one world where you know you may be in the hood or whatever and you get shot or whatever I don't know what people think <laughs> but then you go to the suburbs and then you have like you said your subtle you know racisms but you also experience you know a sense of peace, physical peace. Like, mm -hmm. all right, I may not be getting shot today. That's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I never being in, you know, in that area, I never experienced anything that was like life threatening. Mm -hmm. Maybe I got my feelings hurt. Maybe I didn't like yeah. certain things that people said. I was like, oh, that's that's a little racist. And I'm glad you said that because I've only known that piece. I've, right. I haven't known the dichotomy of that. Yeah. And, and 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 to experience both, you're like, you do get a sense of like, oh, okay nobody's gonna like do anything crazy here and then when you go back to the hood you just kind of like all right gotta be on my gotta be on my square you just you, know. you just said something that i think i don't even think you know you said it let's let's say let's, <laughs> but let's, let's walk. there is something that could be said damn you just fucked me up with that here we go being a black person in a suburb it's you get physical peace but you don't necessarily have peace of mind because mm. of all the old, because of the really, underlining yeah. racism that Travis is talking about. Right. But being a black person in the hood is you're amongst your bunny quote people. Right. So you do have peace of mind because you, you you're get. comfortable in this environment, but you, you you might be sacrificing physical peace now. Can we get the air horns? <laughs> <laughs> even like for me, like being white, like growing up in the suburbs, 
you know, it's very like everything's face value. Like you're, you know, like your parents are really nice out in public in your house. They're freaking yelling at you. A lot of like tension. beating the dog shit out. <laughs> See, when, I, when I went to like, when I went to Temple and lived in North Philly, I just felt like it was like, I love living there. I love living in like in that part of the city. I just felt like there was not a lot of judgment. People had a lot of problems that were outside, but like I hated the fault, like the, I hated, I mean, hated the two face of the suburbs. Yeah. I really didn't like that idea right. that people present well, act like they're like, they're all great. And then when they're in the house are just so not, not what you see. I hated that fake life. So when for, for me, like being white and growing up in the suburbs and going to live in like, even though it was like, you know, probably when I lived a little off campus, it definitely was freeing for my, for me a little bit mentally. Um, but I do felt like also being a temple student that it being white, I had a privilege, you know, even being in like a, a black community, I still had a privilege. Like I still had a privilege where um, even being in a community as a minority, I still had a privilege, um, which is, you know. And that, that's like hearing you say that, Greg, it's just, it's so interesting to me, just like mirroring, but opposing life stories. Cause like, what's the saying? It's like the closer you are to danger, the farther you are from harm. It's like mm-hmm. hearing you say that it's legit the inverse of how I grew up. Yeah, so yeah. I grew up, you know, Mount Airy my whole life, literally like the first 20 years of my life, same house, same block, same everything. So it was like, and you know, if people who know Mount Airy, it's just like nice neighborhood, nice neighborhood, nice neighborhood. If you make the long left turn, you, yeah, you might get shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I actually had a sibling that got shot at the top of the block from my crib. But again, I lived there for so long and my heart is here and that's peace of mind. Mm-hmm. But I know I potentially could be physically not safe. But but like Greg was saying, I now live in the Northeast and I hate it physically because like all everybody on my block is racist as fuck, like overt racism, like not even like, oh, seeker racism, but <laughs> it's peaceful as shit and it's quiet. And as someone who has two kids as a parent it's beneficial for me to be there versus where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. I'm, it's 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 peace of it's it's physical safety now versus peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's reverse what Greg was saying. It's like I now feel more freedom living in a more racist part of the city than I did living in Philly. And it's just like it's it's like sacrificing the physical freedom for peace of mind and vice versa. It's just like that's crazy to think about that. Yeah. Like to sit there and like really internalize that mm-hmm. is wild. Cause like, and I, I've said this all the time, I say this during all the time, yo. I hate where I live, but it's quiet and it's peaceful and it's a nice place for my kids to grow up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. if there, and like, you know, if there's anyone that's going to take on the the mental gymnastics to go through, it's obviously going to be you because you're the parent of exactly. children. So like, you know, you're going to be the one that that protects them and, and, and takes that. And then, you know, you'll you'll be able to then talk to them when when, when they get older about like, hey, you know, like here's, here's society. And here's what yeah, you it's like, I'd rather you get yeah. a dirty stare than a bullet. it's like uh, it's picking and choosing what what were you gonna say um oh get him get a black ball (laughs) um he said (laughs) (laughs) i didn't really find any uh, any advantages really um i mean well i guess being being exposed to difference was a little bit of an advantage because you know North Penn was more or less a melting pot of different cultures. So 
you know, you got exposed to a lot of things, a lot of different people. Um, but with that difference, I kind of struggle with the likeness of my own culture. Mm. Um, wow. Okay. So like, you know, growing up as a suburban black boy, a lot of times you hear, you know, he acts white, he talks white right. from both sides, from white and black people. Mm -hmm. so like, it was always that struggle of like, all right, so where do I really fit in? Like, right. who's really for me? Who's really against me? Too black for the whites, too white for the black. He said, yeah. I'm not suburban. I'm a suburb, man. <laughs> <laughs> cut his mic. Cut, cut, cut his mic. Is that a, thir a dirty 30 joke? <laughs> that's a dirty 30 joke. Y'all know that shit was hot, though. Don't do that. <laughs> so it, it, Look, so Greg, Greg liked it. Look at him smiling. <laughs> I like it. But, hey. What were you saying, Hood? Oh, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but Sorry. I mean, there's pros and cons to to being in, you know, the suburbs. I, I don't think it's a bad decision, but I think it's very important to have conversations with your kids about, you know, identity. And we were yeah. talking about this earlier about their identity and not being afraid to be exactly 100 percent who they are. Yeah. And to, um, you know, just love everybody and right. show appreciation for everybody, because especially in high school, like. I feel like I went through a lot of identity crisis, crises in uh in high school. So, uh, you know, I'm glad we had that conversation about you know talking to your kids about identity because that's that's such an important piece that I don't think enough parents have with their children, mm -hmm. um, especially throughout the high school phase. So, uh, as far as advantages, I, I would just say being exposed to different cultures at North Penn. Um, but other than that. Like Trav was saying, it was <laughs> North Penn's low-key hella racist. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think, I think that's like PA. I think the PA suburbs, um, if you look back at the yeah. history of Pennsylvania, uh, there was a lot more redlining, redlining. and it's just yeah. like, you right. know, yeah. like, you know, like there's a lot of suburban places that are much more diverse than Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I mean, that we're looking into that. Like Aaliyah comes from like, a, you know, like a suburban area where it's majority African-American. Um, so that idea that, you know, the city, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but it's just like that. I, I just wanted to ask you guys that because it's definitely something I think about with environment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, no, I mean, I mean that, that it really got me thinking too, because so everything that you guys were saying, because, you know, growing up, my, my dad would always, you know, talk to me about, you know, where he grew up and, you know, where, what his environment was like. And then just, you know, he would always talk to me about just being very cautious and very conscious of, of my surroundings and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, with my parents instilling that type of thinking into me in an early age, it allowed me to kind of like point out the subtle racist things, like, right, right, you right. know, where yeah. it would, um, I forget, I, I, forget what grade it was but I was a young boy it was definitely elementary school um I got I got back um it was like a, I got it was like a Monday or whatever you know I just got a haircut and like it was tired and I didn't want to be bothered and you know uh the same same kid was like oh oh you got a haircut can I can I, can I touch your hair and I and I and like we were in and we were in class and I go I go you don't and I go you don't ever ask Matt that and it was a white kid. And it was like, they would never ask me. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, you don't ever ask him that. And then, yeah. and then like, and then I remember the teacher, 
guys, let's get back in your seats. And it was like, oh, because I was like, yo, <laughs> she stop. said, uh, Matt has lice. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. like, like, even at like a young age, I was like, I was like, I know what the fuck you're doing right now. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, right, so, right, like, right. And I always like, even as a young kid, like I always didn't like that. I didn't like, I've always felt on even being like, well, I don't know. Like I just, maybe it was the way I was raised. Like, I don't know, but I never liked that. I never liked when people were mean to anybody. Um, and I really did not like racism. This is like a young age. Like I've gotten in fights with people for over it. It just, it just always made me feel so like, I don't know. I can't even describe Disgusting. it. <laughs> you, Greg, are what we like to refer to in the black community as a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. But Thanks, that man. and that brings on, it back baby. to um, you know, the original question that we kind of had when we got onto this topic was, you know, like I am a black woman before I'm a uh, in a before I'm an interracial wife, you know, right. like I can advocate and be, you know, stand up for the black culture and black. Black people um, and, and have their best interests in in mind, mm -hmm. you know, even though I am in an interracial relationship, it doesn't take away my experiences as a Black woman. It doesn't take away my experiences as a Black person in this right. society. Um, so yeah, that's just to kind of bring it back to your, to your original question. Yeah. It always comes full circle. Right. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me, it's it's like, you know, I was I was birthed by a black woman. I was fathered by a black man. So it's like, you know, when I when I see the the people who actually do have self hate, it's like, how can you say you love your parents and then this Ooh. is how you're Ooh. this is how you're Ooh. acting? Spicy. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Talk like, to him, Trev. Like it, that's it, that honey girl. <laughs> <laughs> that should be pissed me off. Like, oh, I love I love my I love my dad. All right, well, you don't love yourself, so you love them. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Damn. Oh wow! <laughs> Talk to him. So it's it's yeah, uh, man. This see, this is the beauty of the podcast. We're talking about the range. interracial dating, and then you know, going a lot more deeper. Well, <laughs> I mean, all in all, just you know, love who you love, and Facts. you know, let your love light love shine. Is love. Let, yeah. Let, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say love is love. I mean, love is love. There, you do got to rein it in somehow. <laughs> People yeah. will take that to the net while I love my dog. Okay. Well, <laughs> facts. Bestiality is, you know. I mean, but I do okay. love it's my dog. It's huge. Not to the point of, you know. In a romantic relationship no, with no, a no, dog. No. But I do love my dog. You see how Hood was quiet this whole interracial conversation? Like, he didn't say nothing about. <laughs> Talk about dogs. <laughs> <He come> on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. He didn't, he didn't say nothing about who he dates. Nothing. Hood be all over them. Hood be all over the heat. He pimping all over the world. <laughs> I don't discriminate. That's all you need to know. Said I'm hooding all over the world. Hooding all over the world. That's <laughs> funny. Man. Um, but uh just does anyone else have any questions or or just anything in general that we want to discuss? Because I feel like you know, we we covered a lot. Um indeed. And and you know, I I, I think you guys have bless us with a lot of a lot of good taste and a lot of good knowledge and and you know it, this was a very good conversation i i i felt like it was a good conversation no thanks great episode it's gonna be yeah huge. so uh does i i, I just I do. No, don't whatever you gotta ask you know just don't don't hold anything back <laughs> i definitely uh you know i just i just want to re reiterate <laughs> drive the point home that uh I don't have a preference. I don't, I, you know, I love everything. I'm not just, I don't even know what's happening right here. I don't even know what's happening. This guy's losing it. But nah, yeah, stop, uh, 
Stop labeling me as the. Stop hating. Join me. Yeah, we just yeah, stop game loves women. Many uh, yeah, like, of all shades. Of all shades, man. And shapes. Yeah. And shapes. <laughs> they, they, you know, you know what it is? They size. try to do to me what they do to Chris Brown. And I don't like it. That's why I brought up the preference question. Yeah. I, I don't like that. That's why I brought up the preference question. They always try to hit me with the, you know. Okie doke. The blazing shit. The rope like, of relax. <laughs> the blazing Hey, you better watch, watch how you say about my blazing shit. No, I'm just saying. No, I, no, no, I, love, I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all know, he, y'all know he an eighth Korean. I love y'all. That's like, my kinfolk, all right? You know, you know, Trey. You know how I give it up, but you know. Oh, man. But uh, no, but listen, I, I, I'm i really thankful that you guys joined the podcast tonight. Um, You know, continue to wish y'all a healthy and, and beautiful marriage. And um, uh, you guys are friends of the show now obviously you know leah this is your second time on <laughs> wait did we ask did we ask y'all before did we ask, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait did we ask like the differences in like culture and like food and how y'all had to like oh, oh yeah what's okay. the battle let's, do, let's get we, into that can we go there hold, hold back can we go there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can go. We can go let's anywhere. Go. Let's do it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. It's, it's, let's do it's Friday it. night. We're, yeah, we were we were ready mean? for this to get yeah. like really deep. Yeah, but yeah, you guys weren't hard. Enough. All right, come on. We <laughs> here. We here. Jordan said, "Who in the household cooks the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Who cooks the chicken? <laughs> Who cooks the chicken? <laughs> and how is it cooked? <laughs> what seasonings do you use? <laughs> is there like is like like Greg? Is there any like like uh, certain foods that you grew up eating or or like you like your culture i don't know like is there anything that you're like oh yeah gotta yeah. have this <laughs> it was pretty bland i mean my, my pretty bland like you know i definitely am pretty open i was very picky when i was younger i feel like you know like like most kids like you don't have control over anything in your life so the only thing you have control over is like what you eat so slavery. No wonder we be bobbing. Right? <laughs> he said, "I don't have a control over anything." <laughs> <laughs> have control over anything. Damn. Oh, That's my house. I'm pretty open with food. Aliyah was really picky with certain things, um, but she's she's. But you can answer that better than me, probably. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know. Well, Greg was Greg. Greg is gluten free. He was you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really eat a lot of sugar and things like that. And he, that was, you know, kind of due to like a health thing. So when I first met him, you know, he was kind of on this really strict, you know, like eating regime. Um, and not that I was like a not healthy eater, but like he said, I was pretty picky. Um, and you know, I was like starting to get into cooking a little bit more. Um, but he had already kind of been into it because of, you know, kind of some dietary restrictions that he was doing. Um, so, you know, that was an adjustment. I don't know if that was so much cultural adjustment. Um, you know, I think the holidays is maybe like the biggest, you know, like cultural food. We like going to Aaliyah's house. Thing. house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my did family. You, did you have greens prior to meeting Aaliyah? Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Is that I like did, not a thing? But I wouldn't have grown up. It was on my own, you know, because I was, I just started, uh, but I'm not going to see the potato pot. I'm going to see the potato pot. Pumpkin or sweet potato. Which way you slinging? So, so Aaliyah doesn't, didn't like sweet potatoes before we met. And huh? yeah. Wait, wait, Greg put you on sweet potato pie? What? Hilarious. Aaliyah loves sweet potatoes now, but she didn't eat them at all. I didn't eat them at all. Oh, oh man, Greg said, let me put you on game. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. wow. All right, hold on. Dish for dish, who's the better cook? Uh-oh. Oh. 
And if this is gonna call, <laughs> no, they got quiet. They got quiet. <laughs> if this is gonna cause a fight in the house, I'll do it. No, no. For the whole week. I like Greg. I'm the better. Wait, what'd you say? Greg's probably the better cook. He's probably the better improv cook. Yeah, I can just yeah. Okay. He can he can improv really well. I have a hard time improv. I gotta like follow a recipe and whatnot, and then it comes out good. But we really like to we do a lot of cooking together though. He does a lot more of the week cooking. Trying to make me believe in love. (laughs) Look at their safe answer. We're both the best cook. (laughs) We cook together. I just opportunity cooking. I just just imagine you cooking. Opportunity cooking. (laughs) I imagine him like make baking a chocolate cake and he licks the icing off her finger. That is the first like it. year of dating. We that is we're way past that. <laughs> <laughs> first year of dating, you get all the fun stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, no, but like quarantine's been like like 20 years. Like we're like an old man. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> Y'all are built yeah. for this. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 years of marriage in like like six months. Yeah. It yeah. feels like. Um, I, you know, one thing that's culturally different though, that I, you know, we've actually been recently talking about and salt is, isn't a seasoning. Brown Communication mannerisms and fighting. Okay. Yeah. We've been talking, you know, like that's been one thing that's been really kind of like, I feel like a big topic with us is like how and maybe maybe that's a cop out to blame it on cultural, but mm-hmm. um, you know I definitely get a lot more like yelly and like bigger and hand movements and kind of aggressive when I'm like upset about something, and that feels off putting to him, mm-hmm. you know because I and I don't know we've been talking about this a little bit, but like you said that you know, for you fighting in your house necessarily wasn't like aggression towards you. And even if it was, it was like done. I, I mean, I think, I think, like I think minutes. it's, I think Aaliyah gets, and it probably is a cultural thing, but like, I'm used to guys get, I'm not, I wasn't always used to girls getting like physical and like, like angry with me. Um, so, you know, being in like a white family, I think the, I don't know if women are more, um, Submissive? Ah, uh, yeah. Like you said, <laughs> they said or just not. You know, like my dad was the like the one that got more angry aggressively, but then I could get you know I could get angry back and I could hit him and he could hit me and we'd be fine. But like I'm that's very. Being like like being Irish, like there's a lot of emotions. Like my dad was 100 Irish. A lot of yelling, a lot of laughing. Very emotional people. Um, y'all chug some beer before y'all got it. <laughs> lot, yeah, a lot of that too, right? A lot, of alcohol, <laughs> a lot of mental health issues in the Irish community. Oh, a lot of gluten-free people in the Irish community. I don't know if this is true, and Greg, you might be able to speak to this. I've read somewhere that it's been like, and again, this could be total bullshit. It's been like scientifically proven that Irish people are the only people that are like impervious to like uh, therapy. Like, like mental things, like it literally, it doesn't work on Irish people. I can believe that with my dad, you know, cause he's a hundred percent. I'm only 50%. Um, 
dude like i mean if you look back like inter- intergenerational trauma is like like i really like that and you know a lot of irish people like you know it's kind of complicated like because you think like everybody's white but like our irish people if, in in ireland not in america in ireland is where they had most of their problems like that's where they had the potato famine that's where the british oppressed them you know they had something called bloody sunday and bloody sunday happened in the 70s and it's very similar to what you see with like the black lives matter protests like you literally had like Irish people holding up like Irish boys names like very similar to what you're seeing with like Black Lives Matter, but with Bloody Sunday. So if you ever look up Bloody Sunday in Ireland, it was kind of like a lot of British soldiers were just killing Irish people just because they were Irish, they weren't doing anything wrong. Irish people got fed up and literally overturned it. And then I think like, nor there's, there's, it's very complicated, the Irish history. But if you do look back on it, it becomes very lot of stuff going on and no nothing comparable at all you know but definitely a lot of trauma um so i could believe that that's impervitable to to uh to therapy definitely my dad he's just like very like he's a tough guy he's a tough guy to crack Mm -hmm. at times damn shit Damn. Look, look up bloody sunday if you want to look up like, there's a youtube song called bloody sunday. look up bloody sunday because it, it definitely will make it's, it's eye-opening hey, bloody okay. sunday. yep yep to be completely honest with me that i think that's why i was always against racism because my dad was very very open to me about that stuff at a young age mm-hmm. yeah. and to like realize that like you know just because you've made it and you're doing better doesn't mean that you don't have to be there for people that aren't where you are yet. Like always be somebody who, wow. And that's the opposite. Sometimes like people, once they go through like their little racism test in America, they like, kind of like, they become like the bullies, like they were bullied, but then they become the bully. Um, so my dad was really like hard on me to be like, all right, now that like you have certain privileges and stuff, like don't, don't take them for granted and don't not, um, be there for people that don't have those i feel like so that that always stuck with me at a young age sure. but yeah damn that's a good lesson though bars yeah <laughs> it's yeah. it's helped you mold you into the man you are today so yeah yeah but shit yeah, I'm to think of, yeah like other cultural things are different yeah yeah i mean we uh, we're who's the better dancer Wow, that was racist. <laughs> oh, I, I personally know them, so okay. <laughs> he said it's not an assumption. I know yeah. the <laughs> Ellie is a dancer, you know. <laughs> no, I, I get overwhelmed on rap. I got we were at some dance. I get overwhelmed. <laughs> I get overwhelmed. <laughs> he said the temple's too much. Oh, <laughs> If I'm hammered, I, I will let I won't care. Like if I'm completely drunk, I won't care. But yeah. I loved uh Cassidy drinking my two step though. You're like, all right, simple, I can get down to that. I can get down to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can jump on a table and like pump my fist. You can do yeah, the way hands in my hands. The inflatable yeah. car dealership things like <laughs> no, inflatable thing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, definitely dancing is me. Yeah, for sure. The but, dancing just stereotype communication definitely. I feel like you know now that like yeah, that can be tough sometimes. But we 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 worked on it. Um, now you about he was about to get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked up. I was like, where were we about to get? <laughs> I was like, Greg, Greg. <laughs> I was like, cut the mic quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, hey, well. 
I think that um, I think this was great. You know, um, it worked. Yeah. I think I think I think you know you guys. You know, I I, I want to hear if you guys have any more questions for us. Yeah, like George's like interview us now. <laughs> right? No, because that that's different. Well, I don't think we ever had. Were you from the I south? Was, that's, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> that's different. Do you have any questions? Uh what like oh. what I mean, well, I don't know. You guys basically Okay, I okay, I have one question. Would you guys treat me differently if I got a if I started dating a white woman? No. No. No, not at all. I'd be a hypocrite. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. She can't say shit. <laughs> I guess you know, we, we would we would want to like meet her and you know, you want to like to see who she is because you know Right. Yeah. Oh, you want to you, you want to you want to check her out for me? I gotta check her. Yeah, credit. make sure make sure she right for you. Right, right, right. Make sure she's not right. crazy. Yeah. Got to Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I've I've literally had people tell me, "You better not, cause I'm gonna be mean to her." Uh-huh. And these are people who are like not related to me. It was weird. <laughs> I've met you. I've met you once, sir. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> we were not related to me. Like, said, uh, we played on rec league basketball. Right. Like, <laughs> on the ball once. I see you once every three <laughs> years. You, <laughs> you couldn't make a left-handed layup for shit. It's wild. It's wild. It's just it's just wild how people will like say some ignorant shit to you just in passing, like and not even realize. And it. not yeah. even realize not it. Even realize Do it. they not realize it? I mean, <laughs> some. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess like the question, the last question to end on is like, do you feel like it's even like with living in a world like where there are more white girls than black girls? Do you feel like it's e- like like do you meet more white girls in your life than black? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I I would I would say for me no, but but I think that goes ties into the environment. Yeah, it's yeah. where you're going. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking no, about now it. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about now it, that I'm thinking about it. but that that it could be a thing because again, like for me, because I don't know if you guys know. So my my mom's white, so I was adopted by a white yeah, family. Yeah, so yeah. my mom adopted. So me and my brothers were all black, but mom's white. So half my family is literally Caucasian. So I feel like there's an underlining thing there. It's just like I don't genuinely gain sexual attraction towards white women. Cause I think somewhere in my brain I correlate that Family. to like relatives. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think I yeah I might do that. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so it could be a thing where I might be in a crowd full of white women, but I must find that one black girl. Yeah. And she has all my attention now. Yeah. So right. yeah, it, it might okay. be that I might be around more black women than I mean white women than black women just, at any given time. Yeah, just phase it out. I don't I don't know, but I'm it's something really wrong with me though. I'm toxic. I, I think. I'm I'm a whore, so it's all right. It's different. Wow, it's different for me. You said it, not me. This is Lucianus. Got it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> say, say nothing wrong. I'm talking well. Thank I'm you for supporting me. Nobody else is going to follow up and support uh, me. I literally, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, literally you know, support right. all yeah. your horrible decisions. I was about to say, yeah, they literally call me the king of the mixies. <laughs> I support, I support you in the streets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but this this was a great conversation. I definitely thank y'all for coming. Yeah, Much appreciated. Listen, Greg, we we gonna we gonna phone you in one day to give us uh, a meek mo deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> me and Greg have had like like just mad like conversations about you know just meek mill and his discography and anything related to that. Please, really? if you get a moment, track thirteen on Meg the Stallion's I'm good, album, bro. 
please. I mean, I'll listen to the whole album. I just haven't. <laughs> yeah. Listened, so, I yeah. mean, don't waste your time. Just go right to track 13 and you'll know how the rest of the album plays out. You see, Hood ain't said now. Won't worry about his girl, Danny Lay, new album. He ain't Ooh. talked about that. Oh, all. movie is some movies. Stop playing. Nah, they don't be hype on it now. You ain't said <laughs> I mean, nothing, I ain't know who's going there. Well, you ain't said there. nothing, dog. <laughs> that's okay. Shit. That's Bay. She is. She is Bay. She is Bay. Yeah, definitely uh, go go check that out. Yeah, go uh, check Danny Lay's album out, though, too. A movie. Yes. <laughs> now, now, he, now he's now, 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 now he AR in that joint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that uh, in that uh, recession too. I haven't listened to it yet, but I still gotta listen to it. Yeah, well. definitely go uh, check that out too. Yeah, he was a little quiet on that one. Not not a lot of screaming. You know, you know but all right. Last <laughs> question, Greg. Who do you think won last night, Gucci or Jeezy? You know what? I I we did. I didn't get to watch it. Ah, oh, he's watched all of them too. Yeah, I want to say that's why. Yeah, I heard a quote today and I kind of liked it. It said like, what is it? Jeezy makes music for dope dealers. Gucci makes music for drug users. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. Wow. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Uh, I was more excited for Jeezy T.I. Uh, I didn't like how they changed it. I get uh, why they did it. I get it too. I get it too. But I was more excited for Jeezy T.I. Yeah. Personally. I mean, T.O. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they trying they trying to save Ti for somebody special. So. Facts, that's real. Or somebody as else. they should. They trying to save him for Lil Flip. Don't do that. Flip. Said, don't, don't do that. Game over. That's all. T- all Ti got play is the Lil Flip disc. <laughs> 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 all the Flip's catalog. <laughs> as far as verses go, how was it like compared to some of the other ones? It was. Mm, it, uh, yeah. I would. I wouldn't say it was not. It it lacked because yeah. Jeezy didn't play none of the but and I we but said Gucci that in the group chat. Yeah, Jeezy didn't play none of the songs that you would have thought he would play in a hit for hit. Like he tried to go street versus street, which yeah. I mean okay. isn't a bad thing, but yeah. he legit he didn't play I love it. I My think president I, is black. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was just and the then overall what? the overall message, you know, is trying to get them in the same room yeah the overall message of like reconciliation and just yeah. everybody coming together and for the culture and just with everything that's been going on you know it's like oh we can you know i can your friend can die and i could talk about your friend <laughs> and but we're, the but, first song you play is a diss song to the yo, person sitting was, across from you. <laughs> that was nuts. go dig up <laughs> your dead homies but we're the whole time like <laughs> so i guess i guess i guess it was <laughs> I guess it was just really more so like, yeah, we could talk about, you know, your dead homie, but we're still friends or we can be friends or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was weird, bro. That was weird, but weird. I guess kill, but be friends afterwards. Right. I guess I guess the overall message is come together, but after death. Man. Yeah. It was almost like it was like with like trunks and Android 17. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So, I, I'm just waiting for the Juicy J versus. I feel like it I, I better happen, man. Who who would he go yeah, against? Yeah, though? who would you think? Yeah, he who would get two chains or, or or Gucci? Uh, if I think like I think two chains would be a better matchup. Yeah, Juicy versus Chains should have been the matchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. could have been that. I, I, I thought that. Did. That'd be a yeah. lot of bangers. It's Chains versus Ross. That was the weirdest matchup. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they just all we need something this week. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chains, Chains versus right. Ross. Yeah, just just sign Ether up to do the matches. <laughs> Word, let, <laughs> let us pick. Let us pick who it is. Shit, let well, us pick. 
Ali and Greg, do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts before we uh, before you end this this thing? Who you love? <laughs> yeah, you love. Who you love? Talk about your raise. <laughs> Even when you're in a relationship, it can be about love, but talk, still talk about it. Yeah, it's important totally. to talk about it. Fact though, great. Well, Matt, yep. Hood, yep. you know, you know the drill. We are the Ether Podcast. Take us away, black boy. <laughs> that was a good one. I love seeing the faces every time. Every time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been practicing. He has been. Yeah, been no, yeah. He, he, he getting ready for S3. <laughs> Look. No, his throat extra moist. It's that T. <laughs> it's that T. <laughs> well, Ali and Greg, we thank lather. you for joining us on this episode. Thank you, yeah, guys. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Thank you. No, appreciate it. You're John Fully Cooked. <laughs>